1%, it's like up in that uh, particular demographic, it's up to like 10%. So mm-hmm. that's a tenfold increase uh, from one generation to the next, which uh, would I would say would indicate that they've been very successful in marketing that lifestyle to people. And I would say that's also evidence that it's it's not an immutable trait, but it's something that you are conditioned in or you end up choosing. Uh, but anyway, I think that they've been real successful in. Oh, of course they have. And, and uh, however, uh, if you um, remember, I, I was sharing about that doctor last week up in New York who had her child taken away because mm. mm-hmm. uh, of a mask. Mm-hmm. She, she did not wear a mask to drop yeah. her child off at school, which that you think that's absurd. It mm-hmm. is. Um, there was a father in Canada who was jailed for contempt of court after publicly objecting to his young daughter not taking or taking testosterone. Mm. His young daughter wanted to take ter- testosterone, and the judge warned him that if he did not quote, let's get in quotes, affirm his daughter as a male. He would be implicated in the criminal offense of family violence. Wow. And he was jailed for and, that. And I think a few. Now think about that uh, for a second, Taylor. That's. I mean, the judge says you have to affirm your daughter's maleness, even though she's biologically born a female. Or you're going to be in contempt of court. Because that's been codified in the law um, that happened a few years ago. I can't remember the exact. Oh, but that would never happen here in America. I was just about to say, but that's <laughs> on the books right now. You know what I mean? That that we were the are headed that way. The Holy Quality Act is going to do some of this stuff. So while you have a voice, you need to reach out to your congressmen and your senators. And even more importantly, reach out to the God of all creation mm-hmm. and prayer and pray for our leaders that uh, because you know we live in a country where we do have the freedom to let our voices be heard you may think uh it gets squelched or it gets pushed back but we can pray nobody can stop you from praying and ask god to intervene because if the country goes down this road i I told you i already think we're at a tipping point Mm -hmm. but you know when you when you start having uh, comic books that are geared toward children normalizing this. And by the way, um, I, I said a week ago, may have been last week or a week before, up in Massachusetts, that uh, which is where Harvard is, they officially recognize polyamory mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, there's a council and an advocacy group up there that said they hope that what happened there by recognizing multiple parents – that it, there will be a wave of legal recognition for polyamorous families, which is nothing more than polygamy. Mm-hmm. And that is not the way God intended it. It is not his design. He intended for there to be a man and a woman who would raise their child and build into them and love them and procreate to not only physically procreate, but spiritually procreate God's design and values. Do you think that if that becomes culturally accepted, that there'll be people in the church who will say, well, you know, uh, Joseph, uh, or excuse me, Jacob had multiple wives. And so I already have known people who've tried to legitimize that Uh, just because God allows that doesn't mean God blesses that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, that 
God allows a lot of stuff in Scripture that he did not bless. But we know it says that when a man joins a woman, that, mm-hmm. that has traditionally been the, the, the design that God had is for one man and one woman in a marriage. Um, uh, and the reason I brought that up is what will the church actually stand up and, and get loud about in the culture? What will it actually fight on? When will it speak truth? Yeah. I mean, uh, because we're just sticking our head in the sand a lot and, but, but don't, don't underestimate this courtroom up in mm-hmm. uh, Canada, the signal that's sending to people Yeah, uh, because people will be afraid Oh yeah, they're already afraid. Yeah, uh, but but when a court threatens parents who oppose their, I mean, you can't even get. I can't even. My daughter can't take an aspirin at school mm-hmm. if I don't approve it. Mm-hmm. But you got a court up there saying that if I don't affirm m- my child's desire to uh, be uh, gender confused and and the choice they think they are then they put me in jail. I mean, that's, that's way down the road. Well, yeah. And with the equality act, I believe um, that that will allow organizations to start to do things like that without the parents consent Mm -hmm. Um, because, Oh, you have to affirm that identity. So, I mean, just, I think, and you know, I think what's a little bit unnerving, uh, you know, talking about the churches, there are going to be Christians who are going to end up getting jailed uh, potentially if something like this goes by and there are going to be people in the church instead of standing up as one voice and saying, Hey, this, this can't happen. We need to back each other. There can be people say, well, he shouldn't have said that. It wasn't very nice. You well, know? Yeah. And as believers, um, as best we can, we need to protect children yeah. and defend children, um, defend women, the weak, the vulnerable, and I know that there may be some people listening who goes, well, don't characterize me as weak because mm-hmm. I'm a woman. I'm not saying you're weak, but men have a responsibility to care for yeah. women. We should defend female athletes' right to mm-hmm. to only have women compete with them, not biologically born males. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not female. They're males. Yeah. They have gender dysphoria, and they want to dress and act and even take uh hormones that would make them more effeminate that is not god's design that is man trying to act like god Mm -hmm. and uh god it's the bible clearly says god made male and female equally in his image in genesis and we need to pray for them um and and really Protect our children. Talk to your children about these things. Mm-hmm. Don't act like they don't know what's going on. Because if you don't talk to them about it, they're they're hearing it. Mm-hmm. They're just not hearing it from a filter. Their parents, who hopefully are their grandparents, uh, even if they don't respond to you the way you think they should, they still it doesn't relieve you. It's like Ezekiel when mm-hmm. God told Ezekiel, "Listen, I made you a watchman on the wall." You need to get up and tell the people the truth. If you don't tell them, their blood's on your hands. But if you do, it's on them. Yeah. So, and if you think that uh, you know, kids, young kids aren't going to be hearing this stuff, uh, the curriculums around the nation are starting to bring that into uh, even kindergarten. Uh, so you, you need to be talking to your kids. Uh, 
you know, regularly, at least a little bit. Um, But anyway, we're up against the break, so we'll be back with more after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And with that in mind, we have been talking a little bit about uh, what's been going on in the news, which we take the first segment of the day uh, to do. And obviously, we will be looking at Acts this week. Um, But uh, I think we got a little bit more to finish up, and then we're going to Acts, correct? Yeah. You know, well, I want to go back to something we we got into on Friday. We did not really um, delve too much into it, but kind of the last segment on uh, the whole pornography Mm -hmm. thing and uh, what happened up in Atlanta. And, you know, that was made a race thing. Race had nothing to do with that. According to uh, the uh, well, well, according to what the police statements made about, I mean, he, well, and the wait, shooter, his, his, yeah. I mean, his own, his, yeah, his own uh, confession mm-hmm. and people who were friends of his who were interviewed said he struggled with a pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. And in a response to his inability to control himself, he went into an Asian massage place that he had been to frequently. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a crime against somebody simply because they were Asian. It was a crime against somebody because in some weird warped way, which is what pornography does to you anyway, he went to this place because he couldn't control himself and he was frustrated. Yeah. And he killed people. And two of the people he killed that were Asian were there getting a massage. So he didn't go into that place going... Because he ended up, I think two of the people he killed were Caucasian anyway. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, was this a like a seedy massage 
that like did like seedy things because I, I, I think so based upon what his friend said or he said right. and, then why is no one talking about the issue of trafficking i mean i would imagine that there's well some, that's my point last week we were talking about that nobody's talking about the pornography yeah. or the trafficking issue that uh, surrounds a lot of these cd what yeah. you mean by cd is places really that are doing illegal things yeah prostitution is not legal here it's not legal up there um yet yeah, right. <laughs> who knows yeah right uh but anyway this this whole intersection of sex and power and immorality uh really focused in on this guy um named robert long he's 21 years old first of all he's still being flooded with hormones mm. his brain doesn't think well mm -hmm. and uh, he did not know how to deal with his addiction but this is what happens and we talked about this a, a, a year ago i think maybe a little over a year ago when young men see pornography it releases dopamine mm. in their brain and adrenaline and all sorts of chemical things go on. And once they see the same thing over and over a few times, they have to have more of a stimulus to create the same effect. Yeah. So they seek a greater, um, you know, some, something greater. And that's how people get into weird, bizarre, perverted stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and so this young man had an addiction problem and he went through addiction um counseling rehab you rehab yeah. and all this and you know he was a very uh, regular member uh in the church up there one of the churches but you know that doesn't mean he's immune from these things mm -hmm. uh he's exposed to it kids today are exposed to it much more than we were yeah and they have it all in the palm of their hands yep. in a uh, phone. Mm -hmm. And and so then they have to get more. And so they find out, well, I can go here and go in there and do whatever they did. And then he was angry because he couldn't stop. And that's what happens. The enemy points. Well, first of all, the enemy beckons you. The enemy's Satan. Yeah, it's not the young girls being trafficked or even the masseuse mm -hmm. who are doing things they shouldn't do. It's Satan working through these people like a puppeteer, and he's beckoning you to give in to that temptation, and he keeps beckoning his finger. The moment you give in, he then becomes the prosecutor and puts his finger on you and says, "You're dirty, mm -hmm. you're scum, you're guilty," and you feel this enormous weight of guilt and shame why because you're not operating with god's design and so he couldn't take it anymore and for whatever reason he snapped and did what he did because just taking out those particular people was not going to stop his problem yeah i don't know what led him to do that but he um he he did that in a response, but nobody, I've heard nobody really talk about the pornography or the trafficking, both of which lead to the kind of things that he was experiencing up there. Yeah. And it, this is not to say, you know, oh, well, there's an excuse for what he did. What he did was heinous and horrible. Oh, but yeah. The fact that 
we as a nation aren't addressing the real issues that's going on with with what led him to do what he did. And instead, we're looking at looking for ways to play race politics. It's it's just not right. We, we're, we are missing uh, the forest through the trees and people are hurting and are going to continue to be hurt while we're not focusing on um, bringing the gospel to people, even people who've been at church. You know, obviously the church there was not, um, you know, was not really meeting the need or not uh, aware, not looking for that issue and alert of how to handle, you know, what was going on with them. And I think that's something as a church that we need to know each other better um, and know. Well, that's why it's important to have discipleship and have accountability relationships. But I do want to bring out one thing, Taylor, that I don't, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, like, um, and Al Mohler mentioned it in his article this morning, like, like the Washington post, this was their headline. Christian leaders wrestle with Atlanta shooting suspects, Southern Baptist ties. His, his ties to the Southern Baptist church had nothing to do with what went on there. Yeah. But that's the headline. And, and why? Because they're trying to spin a narrative. It appears that makes this some kind of problem with the church, a, a ethnic mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. thing from the church. You know, I, I, I just, I, I just don't know how they tie that in at all to what really happened. Um, and it says church, the, the New York times says church says it plans to expel suspect over wicked act. Like why would they even, why would they focus on that? You know what I'm saying? There, there's just a, they're trying to bring. And then another one said, "The shame of lust is a cross, is cross known to evangelicals." Mm-hmm. Like, 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 they're they're just trying to make it about the church. Had nothing to do with the church. Had to do with this guy who did something really bad, not in the name of the church, uh, not in a response to anything the church said. Maybe, maybe there was a failure for accountability, but mm-hmm. but this guy was in an accountability relationship. True. So uh, I don't know why they would be taking that, but you know, if you talk to most people, probably even in that church where he went, they would tell you that they don't uh, allow or they prohibit sex outside of marriage as being something of God. You don't do that. Yeah. And so. Um, that's certainly a Southern Baptist theological mm-hmm. conviction in most churches, unless it's a very progressive liberal one. So, but one of the problems we're starting to see, just to go down that road for a second, um, is a lot of couples today think it's okay to have premarital sex if they're in a serious relationship, even yeah. within the church. Mm-hmm. They rationalize it, and it, it it's not okay because here's what happens. Every time you do something that you know is wrong, even though you rationalize, in your inner spirit, what's happening is you're you're equating a negative emotion and feeling to something that God intended for good. Because sexuality is not an evil thing in the context of marriage. It's a blessing yeah. that procreates children, like you just had one not yeah. long ago. And so... It's a blessing that we're supposed to have good feelings about. But in our culture, if you're honest, 
most people associate sexuality with negative, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the rampant immorality, the homosexuality, the lesbianism, the uh, transgender, whole, all that stuff almost makes it sex, it, it's sexuality a negative thing. In fact, the, even the rainbow, they've hijacked the rainbow symbol, which was God's covenant promise never to destroy the earth with water again. Yeah. And, you know, Christians need to be very proactive about speaking truth to these issues. And yeah. yeah, and, you know, and not just saying, well, you know, wait till you're married, but tell why you should wait, wait till you're married. You know, God, that's how God designed it. And, you know, there's numerous psychological studies, uh, you know, studies that have been done, I guess, you know, 20, 30 years ago now that show that that is the most optimal state for us to be in in a monogamous relationship, excuse me, and uh, people who are in monogamous relationships who are married uh, have the best psychological health. If you wait to have sex before you're married and you only have sex with one partner, you are going to be the most sexually satisfied over all range of other experiences. And we don't really talk about that in the church at all. And so the young young people just get, hey, don't do this. And then the rest of the world says, what? Do it. Everybody's doing it. It's great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And it is in the proper context. But the the world's not saying anything about what context it should be in. It's saying that it should just be free for all, free game. Well, this week's uh, theme as we go throughout our week is the second part of Chapter 4 of Acts, looking at persecution, how we deal with persecution, and uh, how we respond to it. We saw last week in Acts 4, 1 through 12, that um, we have to trust in God's plan, we have to trust in his power, and we have to trust in his word. Those are those are the principles we kind of went over last week, but what does that really look like? Well, this week, as we go through this section, I just want to lay out four things that we see in Peter and John, and when we come back, I'll, I'll do a little bit of an intro to it, but Peter and John had an undeniable witness for Jesus. They, had, they were uncompromising warriors for Jesus. They were unstoppable worshipers and prayers to God, and they were unintimidated workers. And that's what we're going to be looking at this week in Acts 4, 13 through 31. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, as well as a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening at The Lighthouse. Uh, in Virginia, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Casting Crowns with Nobody. If you are just joining us, today is Friday, so we are looking uh, uh, for anything goes kind of Friday. I want to hear the viewers or the listeners, excuse me, call in and uh, email us if you would like to join the discussion. What we're talking about is uh, just really the news of the week and also uh, what we looked at in Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Uh, so if you would like to call and be part of the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, hey, uh, since it is Friday um, and since uh, we're, we're talking about being bold, um. Senator Rand Paul was pretty bold the other day, and I loved what he said because he he basically called out Dr. Fauci uh, because of the hypocrisy of things going on, and he and and you know Dr. Uh, Paul, and he is Dr. Paul. He's mm-hmm. a medical doctor. He's not just some guy who throws out statements. In fact, to be honest with you, I wasn't a big Senator Paul fan you know, for a long time, but I, I, I have always respected what he said. I just mm-hmm. didn't like the way he said it sometimes, but he talked to, uh, they had Dr. Fauci in about the mask and he said, isn't the mask just theater? You've had the vaccine. We've had the vaccine. Here's what's crazy. I don't know if you knew this in the Senate, they don't have to wear the mask oh, because really? they've all been vaccinated. Mm. But in the House, Pelosi makes them all wear the mask. Mm. And he said, isn't it ridiculous that House members who've all been vaccinated can go over to the Senate and not have to wear a mask, but over here they have to. And and I think of the same thing. Isn't it like just wrong that you go into a facility, a health facility, let's call it a Uh, I won't say the name of it, but let's say a workout facility, Mm -hmm. a gym, Mm -hmm. and you have to wear a mask walking in the Mm -hmm. lobby. But as soon as you get to the weights, you take it off and huff and puff and blow all the particles in the air. And then you put the mask on to walk out like that's going to save you in that little space. Like the particles are just going to congregate in that one little space or if you're in a restaurant, you have a mask going in, but as soon as you sit down, you can take off the mask because the virus isn't a, a factor anymore when you sit down to eat. It just goes away. Yeah. See, that doesn't make any sense. And that's this is part of the hypocrisy that bothers people. There's no science. And, you know, our president was just on talking about he was at a, a facility, a CDC facility, talking to people. And he was celebrating how we stand behind the science. And if we follow the science, there is no science behind a lot of the things that they're saying. There is no science behind. Um, there's no science behind allowing a boy who is born biologically a boy uh, to think he's a girl and say that that's scientifically good. There's mm-hmm. no science there. Yeah. He is a boy. He has boy DNA. He has boy chromosomes. He is a boy. He is suffering from gender dysphoria. And they're not following the science there. So we're selective in the same way we are with truth. Mm-hmm. Truth is only selective as it relates to sexuality 
in spirituality. And as believers, we need to take a stand for truth. We need to speak truth. It is not loving to speak and affirm falsehood to people and to sit back and say, and and, and so many people are blindly following Mm -hmm. when if enough people would say, Hey, you know what? This is, this is, this, this makes no sense, but nobody questions. Nobody questions anything. We just blindly follow and that can lead to a very, very bad place. Yeah. That is something that has, the, the lack of critical thinking when it comes to the mask and the lack of wanting to find out the science behind it, because the science when it comes to, you know, masks and vaccines and the lockdowns and all that is not like it's just uh, a scientific consensus on this is how we should do things. In fact, there's uh, most of the evidence points to what we're doing is not working and it could be uh, more harmful. But the, the fact that people just don't even stop and consider it is uh, is eye opening. You know, to be honest with you, and it, it's something that's really crazy. And then, you know, you're talking about the uh, how that relates to uh, not fo- or, you know, the science, quote unquote, when it comes to transgender um, and gender dysphoria. And what's it, the people some people say, oh, well, you know, just it's, it's nothing wrong with being nice. Um, but if you backpedal on the truth, uh, they're going to keep, you know, give an inch, uh, take a mile I don't know if you saw the headline today that now to say a biological male is hate speech. And we're talking about hate speech being laws being implemented in America that's going to send people to jail. So, you know, what I just said would be considered hate speech. Yeah. And but that's the truth. Mm -hmm. It is the truth. And it, it in the truth is that God's word calls men males and uses the word males. Mm hmm. And females, females. And he says that's how he created them, male and female. So to deny that means to be anti-biblical. You are not, you're you're not even using God's language as he's defined his creation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I want to go back to Paul for a second. Here's what he said. He goes, he goes, um, you're defying every, this is what he tells Fauci. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask after they've been vaccinated. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. He says, you want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? In other words, you want people to go get a vaccine? Tell them if they get a vaccine, they can stop wearing their mask. But they won't do that. Instead, you're telling them they're going to be there for three or more years wearing a mask. People, there's no science behind it. He said, show me one instance. Here's, in effect, what he's saying, that you're wearing a mask because you might not be able to withstand a particular strain. I mean, at some point, we have to get back to our lives. At some point, we have to engage with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had viral infections around that killed people for years. Yeah. The flu kills people every year. And and now what's happened is you've got the people. It, it is unbelievable how divisive this is out there, how many people have bought into this. And and they just blindly believe that that mask is going to keep them safe. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Taylor. I mean, yeah. they do. But there is we had Dr. Marin on who was the former 
past president of the American Association of Doctors and Surgeons. And she said the mask does nothing to protect you from coronavirus. And I know her, I believe her, and I really don't want to go off on a mass tangent. But, I mean, it's there's theater. The whole point is we are being told so many things, and it's, and it's crept over into the critical theory. It's crept over into all this other stuff. And we as believers have to speak the truth. We speak the truth of God's word as it relates to male-female, as it relates to man and woman marriage, God's design for marriage, uh, and as it relates to people. And, and you know, um, looking at people and judging people uh, when we don't, we don't do anything to try to better our culture. I mean, what, what, what are you doing? If, I mean, stop and think for a second. You know, the, the principle before you get the log out of somebody else's eye, get the splinter out of your eye, he doesn't say not to speak to other people. He's just saying you look at yourself first. And as believers, we do have to come with this attitude of humility, but humility doesn't mean silence. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with some believers now in the church. Some churches are taking this approach of sticking their head in the sand as it relates to these issues because it's seen as unloving. And even just like Wheaton College pulling down that thing to reword it, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? We're going to go back and reword everything, mm-hmm. every document, every statue, every monument? What about when the way you reworded it is now offensive and so you got to go back and change it You're again? Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it, the whole thing is... We have gotten so much to not looking at the heart. That, that that monument was not about calling them savages. Right. That monument was about men who willingly laid their lives down to go take the gospel to people knowing they would probably die, and they did die. Mm-hmm. And that was the language that they referred to them back then. You read newspaper articles. You read, that's what they said. Yeah. And savage it was not a derogatory term other than it, it, it just meant that these people were uncontrolled. They were savage. They, they brutally murdered each other in fights as mm-hmm. they got back and forth over. They, they didn't live under the civilized law. They were uncivilized. That's really what it meant. Yeah. That's what savage meant, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> Again, there's not a lot of critical thinking going on in the culture, and so people aren't going to stop and think about that. It's just, yeah, it's and all hey, feeling. Let, instead of critical theory, how about critical thinking? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's introduce critical thinking to people so they actually think about things before just canceling them, taking them away. Because mm-hmm. you know what? If you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. But but learning doesn't mean you take away the past. You learn from the mistakes, and you talk about them. You have dialogue about them. Yeah. You don't remove everything. Yeah, and, you know, I guess that's really the through line there is that uh, with the mask and the critical thinking – or, excuse me, uh, uh, critical theory and all that is that it is all emotive. It's all about feeling. It's not about the truth and, and discovering the truth and trying to understand – uh, what the truth is and how we live by it. it's about i feel this way and because i feel this way we need to impose on all of society uh so that i don't feel you know put upon or 
anything like that. And and that's really, you know, how those two actually correlate. I, I didn't really put that together so much until we were talking about it right there. Um, but yeah, it's really, that's the problem is we're not a lot of thinking and way too much. Well, that's why I'm excited about our guest next Thursday, Just Thinking podcast uh, host, uh, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker. So uh, next Thursday, put that on your calendar. Yeah. And stick with us because we will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are joining us, it is Friday, and we are doing uh, just kind of anything goes free-for-all Friday. Um, we are talking about the news of the week and also talking about uh, what we talked about uh, as far as in the Bible. We looked at Acts this week, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, and we would love to have you call in and uh, join the discussion or ask any questions that you may have. You can do that at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Hey Taylor, one thing we have not talked about that um, was pretty big news for the last couple of days is the shooter up in Atlanta. Oh yeah, and um, you know this young man—I won't mention his name, but. Uh, he's, he was arrested and this is the worst mass killing in the last two years. Mm. And what he did was went on a rampage. They said, I, it, I'm still trying to process why, because, because he struggled with addiction, I guess, lashing out, something snapped him mm-hmm. to go into these places. And I know they said he had probably gone to some of he them frequented. Yeah. Them them, before, yeah. But. Um, it, it, there, there were lives taken, um, you know, up there, people were killed in these massage parlors, eight people in all died. Mm -hmm. And, um, this young man was, uh, uh, an, apparently an active member in a church was, uh, very involved, lived a, what you would call a typical life. 
and this is what really um, is important if you're listening out there. Most of the time when people do stuff like this, it's the same story. He was such a nice kid. He was such a good neighbor. He was such a, and these people have things going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And he had an accountability partner. Mm. And yet somebody who was, he had gone through an addiction program Mm. and he was dealing with uh, trying to overcome it. But one thing that has struck me about all of it is everybody is focused on anti-Asian incidents or Asian. In fact, my daughter, Kate, um, I have five Asian daughters. If you're just tuning into SWAT radio, we've adopted. And my daughter, Kate, and I were talking the other day, and her friends or people are coming up to her, are you okay? Or, you know, are people, are you nervous? She's like, why would I be nervous? Yeah. I I, I really, I think there's... uh, effort to make that bigger than it is make i'm it not about, saying it's not happening well yeah to, and to make specifically that completely about race rather yeah than to what, make to yeah. make it about that instead of i why is nobody saying you know we need to cancel pornography culture mm. mm-hmm. i haven't heard any leaders calling about that listen pornography is one of the worst marriage killers in the mm-hmm. country and it's devastating for men. Listen to this. 12% of all internet sites are pornographic. Wow. That's over 10%. That means there's over 24 million pornographic sites that you can go to. Every second, not every minute, every second, 28,000 people are looking at porn on the internet every second every second 40 million americans are regular visitors to porn sites 40 million regular 70 percent of men age 18 to 24 go to a site every month one in three are women one in three porn viewers are women so 30 percent of all the people going there in the United States, internet pornography pulls in 2.8, almost $3 billion every year. The whole industry is only $5 billion. Mm. So where's the majority of that coming? Right here. How come you don't hear leaders standing up, uh, all these people concerned? Why don't they come up and say, hey, we've got we've to cancel pornography sites. We've mm-hmm. got to shut this down. It's driving men to do this. Nobody's saying anything about that. Yeah, and you know that that clearly is an issue for him that he could not overcome, and it led him to do what he did, which uh, is tragic. And uh, on the topic of pornography, that that ties into what another big news was um, that judge in I think Wisconsin got arrested for twenty or seven counts of child pornography. He was the drag queen story hour uh, thing that was going. It's just heinous that and it, when we allow it to happen under the it's it. We should look at it not as a free speech issue, but as a public health issue. It is a public health issue. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, do you get any pornographic uh, junk mail that come to you? Yeah. yeah. If you go to any mail sporting site, like just mm-hmm. to go to ESPN or go to any kind of uh, hunting guns, whatever they 
get those, you know, those trackers and, and those pornographic site goes, this is a man and they're going to send it 2.5 billion emails every day are pornographic in nature. Wow. That's 8% of every email sent is pornographic, uh, an ad trying to lure you in. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not that you go looking for it. Mm-hmm. It's coming knocking on your door. All right, 25% of all search engine requests are pornographic. That means one out of every four times somebody searches, that's over 70 million a day are searching for pornography. One-third of every picture and video that's downloaded is pornographic. Wow. So here's some of the top pornographic search terms. Sex, adult dating, porn. You put those in. You're going to get not only information that pops up on your screen with that, mm-hmm. but they're going to get your data. Amazon will get it. Google will get it. Apple gets it. And so do the porn sites because they're all tied in. Listen, Utah has the nation's highest online porn subscription rate per thousand. Utah? Utah. 34% of all internet users have experienced unwanted exposure to porn, either through a pop-up ad or a misdirected line or, or email. Um, get this. This is sick. 116,000 searches for child porn every day. Every day. The average age which a child first sees their, their first pornographic picture online, 11 years old. 11 years old. 20% of men admit to watching it at work. I mean, these stats are mind-blowing when you stop and think about it, but yet not one. I've not heard one leader come out and say, hey, we need to be stopping this. We need to do something to regulate. This is terrible. Mm -hmm. This this is creating a problem. All the marriages dissolved, all the problems that go on, because of this industry and all of the young men who are delaying responsibility delaying getting married having a family and stuff because hey i can just flip up my phone and you know take care of this or that there there are a lot of people who don't realize it but are delaying the natural things that we're supposed to be doing uh in life because they're getting a a a kick from uh you know a porn site whenever they feel lonely instead of trying to make connections with real people yeah, you know what the most popular day of the week is to view porn? Mm. Sunday. No way. Yep. Oh. What does that tell you? Wow. What does that tell you? That's. I mean, like you, you just stop and think about that, okay? Um, that. Listen, if you're listening to this today, uh, I, I want to tell you about um, two ministries that that you can reach out to if you or somebody you know have a problem. And I know we we're, we don't have much time, but I want to let you know about these two ministries. Uh, I've talked to both these guys. Now, one of them comes to SWAT every week. Jerry Sinclair, Faithful and True. His website is 904truetrue.org. It's confidential. There's a number on there you can call. And... Um, you know, it, it is a Jerry. We've had him on air before, and um, he is a good guy and has has been helping a lot of guys. So um, I would just 
encourage you to really reach out to uh, Jerry. Uh, another ministry is called Living Without Lust, a guy named Jay Hogg, H-A-U-G. And um, I, I, I uh, that's a, a great, great ministry as well, livingwithoutlust.com. Those two ministries are, are ministries where I've, I know these people personally, and they are having really effective time with the men helping them. So livingwithoutlust.com and 904true.org. And uh, I just really encourage you. We need to pray. We are in a battle. And um, I, I, I think we need to uh, we need to stand firm. Yeah. I mean, we need to stand firm and and hold, you know, we need to, 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 to tell our leaders, you know, if we're going to address issues, let's address this issue. Mm -hmm. How come nobody's saying anything? It's not about Asians. It's about sin. Yeah. It's a sin problem of the heart. Mm -hmm. The whole thing with ethnic prejudice. And I'm really excited about next week having, um, Daryl and, uh, Virgil on because if somebody knows Jesus, they're not racist. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're not flawed, but if you love Jesus, he says, love your brother. Mm. You love people and even your enemies, you love them. You, 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 they spit on you, you pray for them. Yeah. They hurt you, you pray for them. If you love Jesus, uh, the problem is we have a, a bunch of posers that call themselves by Jesus name. And it's very confusing to a lot of people, but I don't know. I, I just... I was really upset about the way they took that thing and they yeah. tried to manipulate it because it it's about sin mm-hmm. and and nobody mentioned the pornography thing. Yeah. So let's keep that family in prayer. The family of the the shooter, his parents apparently are God fearing people and they cooperate and that's why they were able to get the kid. Mm. So uh, all right, it up. yeah, make sure you do that. That is all the time we have for this week. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a nice weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.